Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Deliberate Dad Podcast. My name is Michael Peroni. Hey, everyone. It's Matt Peroni. And we are glad to be with you today to talk about something that, um, I don't know, we, we, we feel strongly about. We're not experts on this. I, honestly, we're not experts on a lot of things we talk about. <laughs> Uh, you know, let's establish our credibility first. Yeah, well, I think I think you know a lot of the things we talk about. You know, it's it's half what we've done, half what we know, and then half, you know, aspirational, right? Three halves. No, no, no. no. The first half is half what we know and what we've done. You know, expertise. <laughs> yes. And the second half is we'd like to do this, or we think it's important, and we're still figuring out how to do it. Yeah. Well, which. Isn't that parenthood in a lot of ways? Yes. Isn't that life? Mm-hmm. Now we need like little music. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. I like it. Anyway, so I think I think today's topic falls into into that latter half. So, um, and what what is today's topic? So what we wanted to talk about was family identities. Basically, we were discussing this a little bit earlier, um, and this idea that we need to make sure that our kids understand a little bit about where we've come from and where it is we're trying to go uh and actually and you, you you why don't you start with your story you were telling me a story about something that happened with your daughter yeah i think that's a good starting point yeah so uh, well actually let me back up even one step further like, like uh what what spurred this is i'm i'm reading a biography about Patton, and what just struck me about Patton's early life general Patton from world war ii those who don't know just Patton, um <laughs> is how how much family identity and family legacy was important to him. He grew up being told what a patent is, what a patent does, what a patent believes, and that influenced every decision he ever made in his life. Um, and it, uh, it was a profound influence on his behavior, his values, and his beliefs. So anyway, what, uh, going to the story that, um, that happened last night, just last night, uh, we were having dinner, and um, something we like to tease my wife about is our kids playing football when they get older. Right. She's very much against that. Can't imagine and, why. Yeah, yeah, some some injury stuff there. But anyway, she's very much against that. And so our daughter, our six year old daughter, um, after hearing her mom uh, say, you know, you know, she doesn't want him to play football, my six year old daughter says, "But mom, it's our life. It's our life." <laughs> and you know, I just couldn't help it laugh out loud when I heard that. Yeah, and that's and it's cute, right? Coming from your six year old. Yeah. Um and it it does uh create an interesting um I don't know, a a, a a beginning of a thought where you say, Well, is she right? Yes and no, right? Yeah. She is of course it's her life. And uh and you want her to do the things that she wants to do that make her happy. Use her, her use her natural talents or talents she wants to develop. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, and you could see her playing football, right? Yes, she she <laughs> definitely has build to be a football player. <laughs> and at the same time, though, isn't it also true that you would like to infuse your daughter with some values and uh, oh direction? that may not necessarily occur to her as to what she wants to do. Maybe you want to instill some responsibility in her as to the path she should go on. Yeah, that, that's what, you know, that the, the patent biography is not about building a very strong family identity. But as I was reading that part of Patton's life, it articulated something that we, you know, we've talked about a little bit before 
about making your kids biased, right? Mm-hmm. And how we shouldn't be afraid to um, to build a strong identity and a strong set of values, and to 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 uh, to the exclusion of other values and other beliefs into the minds and hearts of our children, and. You know, it's it's about giving them a head start or even giving them an advantage over other people who still have to, when they reach adulthood, find themselves, find what they like, find what they want to do. You know, Patton knew at a young age exactly what he was going to do, exactly what he needed to do. Uh-huh. You know, fight and possibly die in glorious combat. And <laughs> That was what he wanted. That's, that is what he was, that's what a Patton was supposed to do. And didn't you and, say there was a part that mentioned he was scared he wouldn't live up to that? Yeah, that was his biggest fear, at least in you know, this part of the book I'm reading so far. Is, it was his biggest fear is that he would not live up to the legacy that his parents, grandparents, uncles, everyone that, that um, in his past that had done, that already proven their worth, right? Um, yeah, so that he, he believed he'd have to face them, or he'd have to face his own family legacy, and if he couldn't do his part, then what would that say about him? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and so you, you touched on something. that uh, th- This idea that we're talking about right now, and what Patton, that that's kind of counter to what a lot of culture does today. Um, and, and not that parents don't infuse values in their kids, but I think what you said earlier about finding yourself, sometimes that's what we may inadvertently teach or maybe what culture teaches, that you're just sort of are this blank slate. And when you grow up, you'll find yourself and you need to, to go out and figure that out. And to a certain extent, that's true, of course. But wouldn't it be a lot easier if we also kind of knew where we were coming from? Yeah. And wouldn't we give our kids an advantage if we said, you know, the Peronis do this. The Smiths do this, whatever legacy you have. Yeah, exactly. That, that would give your kids some direction. Yeah, I think one reason why you see adolescence sort of extending and immaturity go sort of, you know, extending through college into the 20s mm-hmm. is people don't have that foundation. They don't have that strong identity. And so they have to build it. And that's hard. It's hard to start from zero mm-hmm. and build a strong um, identity that motivates, that inspires, that puts some healthy fear into you, mm-hmm. especially when it's just very easy to be distracted, right? You know, constantly. Well, that's true. Yeah, in our world today. Yeah. Yeah, plenty of that. But the, so just uh, our family is an example, right? Um, you know, it's not like the, the Peroni family is descended from noblemen. Um, Technically, I will throw this in here that so our father's british side uh-huh does descend from basically all of the evil english d- kings from movies right so, oh that's right that's you know right. prince prince john uh henry the i think it's henry the second i don't remember now all of them but all the bad guys in movies about all the bad kings from movies about english kings <laughs> we descend from them apparently well, michael why aren't we tyrants right i don't now? know i feel like i'm not living up to <laughs> We're my not. family potential but but you're right. Like Peronis, yeah. Our our uh, as far as we know, Peronis before they left Sicily were farmers. Mm-hmm. Probably poor farmers. Probably. But something that I think our parents did do, whether it was on purpose or not, is they let us know that uh, we we do have an immigrant history. Right. It was only a few generations ago that they left Italy, and even on our mom's side too, uh, came here to America and started off still relatively 
poor, uh, you know, ranch workers kind of thing. Uh, eventually, people went to college, and then we were born. Um, and you know, and we've we we do know the track that we've come from, and uh, there's entrepreneurs in our family, and so yeah. that I don't know how much that purposefully. Um, pointed us in you and I in different directions and our brothers as well. But I do think it gave us a sense of identity from which to, to follow. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I think our, our last name, I mean, being Peroni, like we were called Peroni all the time. That's right? true. Um, I'm not sure if you still have that happen. I don't, not as an adult. So yeah, occasionally, much. but, uh, but certainly that helped give us a stronger identity because in public we were all the same. Like I wasn't Michael and you weren't Matt and uh-huh. our brothers. It's we were all just Peroni. Peroni, yeah. So it, in some ways, that probably built a, a bit of a stronger identity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to go back to the idea in general, though, it's uh, and you one more thing that you mentioned as far as the the prolonged adolescence, right? Uh, sometimes as parents, uh, in in an abundance of caution, to to use that phrase, we might well so well let, let me let Johnny and and Susie you know, go find themselves. I don't want to push too much on them and give them pressure. And we certainly could do too much of that, but there's some healthy pressure. You said healthy fear. Uh, we can put some healthy fear and a sense of responsibility in. Yeah. Um, and I think, so when it comes to building your own family identity, I think that's a good place to start when you say is learning, well, what did you come from? Yeah. You know, what were, you know, again, the Smith family, the Robinson family, whoever you are out there, What's your history? What do you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I think it has less to do with an exact profession or exact degree uh-huh. than it does a way of life, a way of approaching life, a set of values, a set of uh, beliefs and uh, behaviors that will propel future generations forward and, like I said, give them that advantage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have it, then might as well start now. Yeah, that's true. Right? If you just you mean like if you can't find anything, if if you look back on your uh, family history and it's a whole bunch of you know horse thieves and you know <laughs> drunks, then maybe maybe start now. That's yeah. And then three hundred years from now, people will be talking about how great you were, right? Uh huh. Uh huh. No, uh, the, uh, horse thieves and drunks. Um, no, and and there's I think to to go to another philosophical point on this. There is something else that's missing from our culture today, I think, and tell me how you would say this, is a responsibility that we have to our dead. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, another thing that's popular today is to, oh, I don't know if I'd say mock the dead, but to, to point out their flaws more than to emphasize their strengths, um, especially in light of today's cultural views that didn't apply 200 years ago. Yeah. It's easy to judge someone that way. Uh, but, you know, I, I heard a phrase the other day. Uh, someone was talking about uh, historical figures and and, uh, and um, they were having a discussion about noble traits and not. And the, the other person that said, you know, we need to be very careful that we don't stand on the shoulders of giants and think that we're flying. Yeah. yeah. Right? Because we, we're, we're the benefactors of a lot of good stuff that came before us. And we can think that we just got here by ourselves. Yeah. Well, and and to continue that that principle, I don't think we realize that, you know, how we treat <clears throat> how we treat generations that came before us is indicative of how future generations will treat us. 
Yeah. And, um, you know, I like to think that most people today, you know, give them good faith, good faith of, of that. They're trying to do the best they can with what they have. And it would be a shame if we were judged to be unworthy or, um, or um, as not worth remembering because of some of our flaws, right? Mm -hmm. Unless, I mean, especially if we're trying, right? We're, we're doing, like I said, the best we can with what we have. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think, I think having a little bit more of an honor and a, uh, a reverence for those that came before you and appreciative of what they did, uh, because almost certainly, no matter who you are, um, the people that came before you almost certainly had less to work with than we have now. Sure, sure. And even if that's not in your family, like personally, just your descendants, certainly it's true of, you know, historically and just in general, right? We, we live in a very modern, convenient, rich time. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's easy for us to... to to talk badly about what some people did. I mean, for example, you and I both um, Latter-day Saints and our, you know, we, our family history doesn't go back that far in that, in that, in that religion. But, and so we don't, we can't look at Utah and say, you know, this was our great, great grandfather or something. Sure. Like that. Sure. But what they did in Utah, I mean, it's incredible. I mean, has anyone ever been to Utah? It's barren wasteland. <laughs> and what they did with it was absolutely incredible. And um, we are asked to do more with more now. Or actually, I should say, we're asked to do less with a lot more. And uh, so I think we should appreciate, whether, it, like I said, it's a faith or a family or whatever, we should appreciate the legacy that we've been given. Yeah, and so so how do you purposefully instill this in our kids, right? We, you and I, you're, we've hit on this in a couple of episodes now, and making your kids biased. Uh, I think there are some some purposeful, uh, you know, it's, it's deliberate dads, uh, things that we can do on a regular basis with our kids to try to instill that. And number one would be prompt. knowing the history of your family, right? We talked about that earlier, knowing where you came from. And yeah, if you have uh, horse thieves and drunks, then... Maybe you keep talking about that as this way. Don't do that. Yeah, we're, we're <laughs> charting a new course, right? Yeah. Yes, yes. We're going to build a new family tree. Uh, in fact, I think I mentioned this before, too. Uh, this is another way to think about it. There's a motivational speaker guy that I've listened to many times who comes from uh, what he said is that the legacy of men in his family is high school dropouts. Wow. That's what they all were, and that's what he did himself. Um, and he was, and he lived on the streets and, you know, didn't have a good life and, but then he picked himself up and now he's got a family, he's very successful and he tells his son all the time, uh, his, now, you know, these days his son may have actually graduated, but, uh, he's older now, but when his son was a teenager, he said, son, you don't know how much is riding on you. You will be the first man in our family in generations to graduate high school. Wow. Don't disappoint. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's good positive family pressure right mm -hmm. and it's so funny because coming from most families graduating from high school is just sort of you know there sure right? for the majority of it's not this huge legacy building thing but for them yeah anyway yeah i think talking about it having building some ritual and routine around it mm -hmm. and being careful around about i mean touching on some of the things we talked about before be careful about what what other conflicting messages are brought into your house and celebrated through media? 
right? Mm-hmm. Because there are so many conflicting messages, like we said. It's the the legacy and, and the dead are not valued in most of our most of our media. So we have to be we have to be mindful about what that me- what message is being taught to ourselves and to our family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What else? Anything else? No, I think we've hit on that overall responsibility. Um, and uh, and this idea, I, I think one more thing to add is so you mentioned rituals. Um, I've seen families do this in a couple different ways as I think about it. Uh, there's families that I've seen that will, uh, you know, maybe so on the religious aspect, uh, before any family member leaves, the family always prays together whenever someone leaves the house yeah. uh, to go on an errand or go to school or whatever. Um, I've seen families that have uh, phrases or like a chant, you know, they'll, they'll literally put their hands in a circle and, you know, da, 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 be like two, four, six, eight, eight, like the, that sort of thing. Yeah. 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 But they'll, but they'll like say their family values. Yeah. Uh, and then, and that'll be celebrated. And so whatever it is, you know, every family can do it differently based on your style and cadence and all that. But, um, but something that makes it regular so that it's in people's minds, that's how it sticks with your kids. Yeah. Uh, and, it's worth pointing out you're not indoctrinating them, or maybe you are slightly, but that's okay. Let's make indoctrination great again. Oh dear, you want to say no? But uh, I, I think, I think, um, I just as you're saying this, I'm seeing like all of the, the, the movies or whatever that characterize this or portray this as bad, right? Or or stifling or keeping a child from doing something they really want to do in their mm-hmm. life or something like that. And I would say that in the vast majority of cases, that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a positive for the child to, to and for the parent to have an identity that's built around something more than a blank slate and good grades and, you know, Netflix. Uh-huh. Yep, yep. And just, uh, yeah, just, uh, yeah. Let's send it, let's send our kids out with the greater, uh, better prepared than that. Yeah. Cool. Anything else you want to say? I'm good. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and end it here then. Thanks everyone for joining us today and we will talk with you next time. Indeed. Take care.